you're listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 263. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who's getting shortchanged today because I we've batch recorded several things. I've used all my cute quips. I got nothing left, but I do love you intensely. John Brownstone. I'm good with that. You said that in the last one. I know. In a I'm couple still... weeks, somebody will go, didn't I hear this already? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were we're being like <clears throat> professional, responsible adults, and uh, yeah. Now my voice is going because well, <laughs> I've done you, all this you, recording. You know, I don't know if you've noticed. I've even <laughs> been, you know, we've been doing all this batch recording this morning. I've even been trying to change up my hand flourish from the countdown to start. You I know, know. Well, we're trying in, to keep it interesting. We're ending on a high note. Our last recording thing of the day is this podcast. Yeah, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we're talking about putting your dynamic on pause our experience with it should you shouldn't you what to think about blah blah you know you you know you know the drill uh, welcome to the loving bdsm <laughs> podcast if this is your first time listening glad to have you yes it's like this all the time if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app if you love what you hear we'd love a good review on apple podcasts or please uh please share an episode you enjoy if you listen on a different podcast app. That helps other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream this longer episode every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes found at LovingBDSM.net. A big shout out to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see, we love you. We thank you for your support, for your help, for being there and letting us know we're not just crazy people on the internet. We're crazy people on the internet that others want to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like access to more content, a monthly live stream, a monthly podcast episode, a Discord server, and help us do this thing that we do on the internet, you can become mm-hmm. one of our kinky patrons for as little as $2 per month over at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or just use the link in the show notes. Okay. okay. Button clicked. So before we get into the topic, I just want to, I just want to shine a light on my kinky woodworker, Daddy Dom, mm. uh, who owns a shop called The Kinkery. You will hear about it often because we are going all the fuck in on it. I love working in it. Yeah. I technically get to call myself half of it, but you make most of the things. I make a few of the things. You yeah. make most of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're my shop elf in training I, now. I am your shop elf and I get to do shop elf things and it's so great. But the <laughs> shop is thekinkery.com. Uh, weapons of ass destruction, stickers, all kinds of stuff. We've got more things coming. It's very exciting. But the reason I'm like bringing it up today is for a couple weeks we talked about... Um, the give, gift card giveaway we were doing and that gift card giveaway winner has been selected and they've been emailed and they emailed me back. So that is confirmed. They will be getting their gift card <laughs> via email today. Um, we are doing, we're trying to do a couple giveaways a year. So mm-hmm. just like bear with us, indulge us when we talk about the baby that is our shop, our, our kink baby. Can you have a kink baby or is that problematic? That might be problematic. Man. I'm just saying. Uh, that is my only announcement this week. I don't know why I'm moving my arms like this. Podcast listeners, be glad it's audio for you. Okay. Yeah, it's scary. I have to keep ducking out of the... <laughs> I know. I'm punch it. No, I won't punch it. So this week's topic is about pausing your power exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, we have talked about several times when we had to do this, when we went from being long distance to in person. Um, but I kind of want to just have a conversation on... 
the fact that it happens, the fact mm -hmm. that it may need to happen and that's okay. Um, maybe give some, some uh, uh, ideas of what to do when you find yourself in that position. But let's start with our experience. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about our experience? Um, well, actually, I remember we had two experiences. I only remember quality. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have a shit memory, y'all. <laughs> well, we, we've we've talked about um, the the first time. Um, you know, when we first got together after being long distance, mm -hmm. um, and that that had several implications that led yeah. to it. Um, being put on pause mm -hmm. um we had moved into an apartment together mm -hmm. we'd gone from long distance to in person and right. i had moved 444 miles yeah not that i was counting or anything and um the very first night that we stayed in the apartment the air conditioner took a crap right so that kink uh lifestyle we were supposed to be living because i was childless for two weeks it was yeah. very exciting no no we immediately had to go into vanilla life problem solving yep because life will fuck you that way it just will um then as i i think what kind of happened you may have went into kind of a little bit of a move drop well, because just a shift, and I had a, a, uprooted my entire life right, for a man yeah. that I loved very much. You, you yeah, know, your, 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 your entire life had, had shifted. Mm -hmm. My career had shifted. Yeah. <laughs> I went from being yeah. gainfully employed, W-2 person with benefits, to the freelance life. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we also found out that probably about three quarters of the stuff that we did long distance <laughs> was not working in was real life. It, was it going to work? And we thought we had planned for that. Yeah, we did. We thought we had planned for that. Yeah. We were wrong. And and things just went to hell in a handbasket mm -hmm. within a matter of a couple of days. And we just said, okay, we need to, we need to stop, mm -hmm. take a step back, mm -hmm. get, get all this stuff dealt with, mm -hmm. and then see where we go from there. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I think the thing I remember, and I want to point out as part of this story, that I think is important for people to think about if you find yourself in a similar position. We put a pause on the rules. We put a pause on the tasks, the mm -hmm. routine. You were still daddy. I didn't start calling you John. Ugh, I don't even like saying it now. I didn't start, like, you <laughs> no, were daddy. You, no, you didn't. And yeah. hell, we were, we were kidless for two fucking weeks. You were. <laughs> Daddy, I was very excited about that. <laughs> I was still baby girl. We still had our way of interacting that we have carried over. I mean, it's morphed and it's, you know, mm -hmm. evolved whenever. Right. But we still interacted with each other as daddy and baby girl. It was for us all of the outside trappings of what our power exchange at the time looked like or what we thought it was going to look like. Yeah. Just stopped. Just, just, just stopped. Like... There was, you hadn't, you don't even think you had taught me how to make your coffee yet, but there was not no. any of that sort of service. Um, I can't even remember what some of the routine was anymore because we were in flux at the time anyway. Yeah. We had made a list of what we thought it was going to look like, and then we tried to put it into practice at a high stress time. And so we never even really put it into practice. Right. But I that mean, is it, what we it, stopped. It pretty much crashed and burned right out of the box with everything that was going oh God, on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, I keep bumping this desk, so I'm sorry. I don't know what it's doing to the sound. Um, so 
it did not, it wasn't that the relationship ended. I think there's a difference between like a breakup or a pause in a relationship yeah. and a pause in the power exchange. And even then, because of the way we relate to one another, the power exchange was still there. Just the to-do list it, the, of the power exchange the, the, was not. The underlying currents of it were still there. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. we were still who we were. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we knew that it wasn't going to be a a complete end to the DS. Right, no. Um and that's why we call it a pause. It was not like, no, we're, we're ending this DS and we're never going to do DS again. It was not that at all. Um, it was just like, you know, putting the, uh, the I'm, I'm going to date myself here, putting the, the, the tape player on pause mm-hmm. for a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we knew that in some way, shape, or form, it was going to pick back up. Right. That was the intention. That was our plan the whole time was when we get to a point, I think it was nebulous. I don't think we even had a, like, a plan of how long. No. It was just like when we get through this moment right here, and I think you kind of left it up to me. It was like when you start feeling Mm -hmm. better, when you feel more settled, then we can pick back up. And that was part of it because you were the one who was really – out of sorts with everything, but you had every right to be at that point sure. with, with, with what was going on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you had had a, a bit of the benefit of some of the changes you had gone through, you had already gone through. So you yes. got the apartment, what, like a month before I got a there? A month before you got there, So yeah. even though you didn't really have much furniture and, and you weren't settled, you were in the space. You were adjusting right. to your new um, commute every day. You mm-hmm. recognized that as your home. You had kind of staked your claim a little bit, and we were swooping in with an yeah, entire life. I had an air mattress in the bedroom. I did make your life better. (laughs) I'm sorry. That just (laughs) proves I I made your life better. Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) Um, So uh, that, I think, those are sort of the the ways I always think about the pause. We knew it was temporary, Mm -hmm. even though we didn't have a set end date. Right. Uh, It was up to me to sort of kind of wave the flag and go, hey, I'm ready now. Mm -hmm. Um. What I liked was you would check in with me, but you never pressured me. I never yeah, felt no. pressured. Let me should I should say it that way. Mm-hmm. You would you were very subtle in the fact that you would say, "How are you feeling? Where yeah, are where's where, your head at? Where, where are you at? You know, right. are, are are you you know moving forward a little bit? Are things getting better? Right. Kind what of you thing, never yeah. did, thank God, was go. When the fuck are we getting back to this? I'm ready. I'm tired of this. Are you, we there yet? <laughs> oh, that. Are we there yet? That would not have worked. I do not accept Are that for my yet? children. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that that was, you know, that was a a good thing because what it allowed me to do is just have the freedom and space to just sort of let things take their course. We all know I'm not a patient person. Okay. <laughs> I kind of wanted to get back to it as well. And I think that's uh, telling. I think that if you go through something like this for yourself and um, – you don't have an underlying feeling on some level, even if it's small, of, okay, I want this part to be over. I'd like to get back to normal. Then that is information you should pay attention to. Hmm. Um, I do remember feeling a sense of relief, though, when we made that decision. And it was, I brought it up to you. And that was a hard conversation because I was like, I can't I can't do all of these things right now. Mm-hmm. I am, I am overwhelmed. I don't feel right. Like something just feels off and this feels like too much. And while I don't think that every moment of every relationship is supposed to be, you know, rainbows and pixie fucking dust, I do think you should want to be doing it. And so even when there are things that I'm like, "Eh," 
if I wasn't in this relationship, would I do these things? Probably not. I still don't mind doing them. And that mm-hmm. was the problem. I was, I actively wanted to avoid all of those things because they represented pressure that I just couldn't mm. handle. So I had to be the one to say something, which can be scary, but you continue to be who you have, have always been. You listened to me. You acknowledged my feelings. You didn't put pressure. I think you saw it though. Cause I my did. whole attitude had changed. Oh yeah. <laughs> like in the drive over from the, cause you drove the U-Haul. I had been like, babe, girl mode, what do you need, daddy? You know, it was, mm-hmm. oh, I was on it. And then we got home and we're unloading the U-Haul and there's all these people. And then we're dealing with, because your family was there. And then we're mm-hmm. dealing with the fact that it's boiling fucking hot and the AC doesn't work. And that's just stressful in general. Um, and then we were trying to figure out furniture and some of the furniture we wanted, we weren't going to be able to get. And then could we afford it? And what were we going to do? And uh, and then I was like, it was all mounting, all this pressure. Yeah. And you, I know you saw it. I, my question is, if I hadn't said something, would you have said I something? I would probably have said something, yes. I think it would have dragged on longer than necessary though it, it probably would have gone on a little i might not have said something right away but i think i, I would know, i feel like we were second day and i went i can't do this i can't do this i know well, you want me to i can't do this <laughs> well it was tough because you know let, let's face it it was mid-june for one thing yeah it was you know, gone. um mid-june is is full-on florida summer already and i had moved a little further south so i felt like i was on the sun yeah <laughs> like where did we move to and you know, the the day before we were moving furniture in, and yes, we had help, but the doors were open, you know, so the house was hot, and you kind of expect that, but we went to bed, and we were still, and the house was hot, and we woke up in the morning. So we didn't sleep well. No. So there were, and and you, (laughs) I love you, the part of the story you fixate on is the damn AC. Yeah. Let's move past the AC. Point is, is there was a lot going in the phone. Oh, yeah. Now, I think that our pause only lasted a couple of weeks. Yeah. It didn't really last that no, long. No, it didn't. I think by the time the kids By the time the kids home, came home, we... Which <laughs> is which. annoying because here's what that means. We had two weeks with no kids and we didn't get to fucking enjoy it. No. Not in the way we had thought we would. Because, mm. of course, we did what a lot of couples do. We had built up that time in our head of what we thought it would be. Those darn expectations. Damn expectations. And then we had to, <laughs> like, deal with the reality. Yeah. And I think it was a good crash course into um, this is how life is just going to be because this is what life is. I think if we had gotten those two idyllic weeks that we envisioned, the rest of our time together when life keeps, you know, uh, Throwing us curveballs? Uh, there was another word I want. Mm, I can't um, think of it. Um, cock blocking you. Uh, uh, that was the word I was thinking of. Um, would have been sort of, would have messed with our heads a little bit more. But we literally walked into living together and the universe was cock blocking us. I mean, it was just like, yeah. no, no, you will not have this fun that you've envisioned for literally 18 months of your life together. And this was the culmination of all of these months of hard work and deprivation mm-hmm. and sadness and long. And no, you don't get that. And we still made it work and we still found ways to be happy with one sure. another and to find our way through. And that I think really did help us long term because now we just sort of roll with the punches when we're like, yeah, we're gonna get some fuckery. <laughs> and then life goes, no bitch, you're not. Yeah. We kind of go, oh, 
Okay. Okay, here we go again. We'll figure yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we un- unpause? Because that's the thing I don't remember. I just feel like one day we were we were on a pause, and the next day we just weren't. Um, we started slowly. I think we started with coffee. We, did we, we start, start with coffee? I think it might have been. We started with coffee. Um, what we did was we, we sat down and talked, and we kind of um, made... We, we kind of negotiated, mm-hmm. pretty much. And we talked about different things, and, and we talked about um, how we were going to restructure some of our long-distance rules. And I think part of that conversation was, you know that thing we tried a couple weeks ago? That clearly... That clearly didn't work. Did so, not work. You know, we should not do that. Do we want to keep it? Do we want mm-hmm. to, you know, shift it around so it, it fits better now? And and we just we we sat and talked. We talked this mm-hmm. stuff out, and made notes. And and then we started incorporating things a little at a time. We didn't like jump into the full rules and protocols. We we just did a little bit at a time. And that was where we had gone wrong as well. I think if we had started our you know in person DS twenty four seven ecstasy. That, that was supposed to be, thank you very much. I think if we had started A little slowly, slower. We might have still had to put on the brakes a little bit, but I think it would have it would have been less necessary. Yeah. Because I still would have yeah. had all of that initial, like, life-changing stuff to deal with, mm-hmm. to get through. But, yeah, we, we made the classic mistake of, well, we've been together for 18 months, so this is just shifting everything, and mm-hmm. it's fine. And it no, was, it shifted all right. And shifted. Yeah. But I, and I do remember my first lesson with you with coffee, and it was actually multiple multiple coffee lessons. So there was the, here, and I remember you walking me through the kitchen. Here's where the pot is. Here's how to set up my pot. Yep. Here's what I expect. And I was like, okay. And I did that for a couple of days. And you were like, let me introduce you to a French press. <laughs> you were like, sometimes I want a French press, blah, de, blah, whatever the hell it's called. Here's how you do it. And I'm like, okay. And we hadn't even gotten into like cold brew life yet. Okay? Right, right. Um, <laughs> I wonder, and I don't know, so I don't have a strong opinion on this, but I wonder if it did help that what we started off with was something deeply personal, but very, like, not fraught with, uh-oh, what if I get this wrong? Because, yes, you can get coffee wrong. That's not That was not my point. But I I remember you showing me this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to do my dad's coffee pot for him. Mm-hmm. I, I was a server at a restaurant for a while. I made coffee there. This feels familiar. It's just I'm doing it with intention now. The French yeah. press had me a little like, what? And then yeah. I saw how easy it was, and I went, what? I had my own Amber says what moment before that was a thing. I don't know. Um, but it was something that um, wasn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't laden with a lot of, like, this is what DS is. It was, it was a very small but significant thing mm, mm-hmm. that wasn't about kneeling positions or, you know, be ready at this time. I'm going to, like, some of that fantasy stuff that we just don't really do much of anymore because um, we don't necessarily need it right. outside of fuckery. Um, and it was practical and it was, it, fe- it felt doable. And yeah. I really think that, made a difference made a different made the difference it was okay. easier to it, to kind of get back into things because i really feel like once we kind of went through that first thing the next thing came a little quicker the thing mm-hmm. after that came a little quicker and part of that was i think in that situation because everybody's situation or reasons to pause will be completely different sure in that case 
my confidence was quickly built. Like the coffee thing, I got mm-hmm. the coffee thing. The biggest thing was to remember to do it and create that habit and and that routine of doing it. Um, and then whatever the next thing was, I was like, okay, it was like I got I racked up some easy wins. And the yeah. the challenge actually was not in the individual things you wanted me to do. It was in putting them all together. Encompassing everything. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, and getting them done at the right time in the way you wanted them done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting an easy win, I think, boosted my confidence a little bit. And then it was easier to... Okay. Then in that situation, once I was in, I was like, I'm definitely ready for more. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of a snowball effect. And then very shortly, like a couple of weeks, maybe a month, maybe a month, we were kind of full swing to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Um, and you said there was a second pause, though. There was. I don't remember a second pause. Well, see. Is it because we didn't call it a pause? We didn't quite call it a pause. I kind of paused, but you didn't. <gasps> Yes, yes, yes. Okay, when I, when I'm I with was, you now. When I was caregiver for my sister. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she uh, she had cancer, and I was her caregiver. Mm-hmm. And there was family madness mm-hmm. ensuing, mm-hmm. and I had mentally reached my limit you ha- were carrying a lot of responsibility yeah. for the literal life of another human being on your shoulders mm-hmm. the responsibility of being a dominant was one thing too much i was i one burden too many. i i i came home one night and you were like i need you to decide on something i know i think i even gave you two options this one or that one and, <laughs> I don't even remember. and i just looked at you like a deer in headlight mm-hmm. and i was like i cannot do this right now mm-hmm. i i cannot do this i it's too much you said i cannot make one more decision right now yeah please don't ask me to yeah <laughs> it's like and i understood i understood mm-hmm. the moment you said it it was funny because prior to that my goal, I think, had been to keep things, quote, normal for you. I yeah. knew every time you left the house and had to take her to an appointment or to go talk to a doctor or to deal with your family or whatever, whatever, it was this experience you never thought you were going to have before that you yeah. desperately didn't want to be having but knew it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, earth shattering every time. Even the smallest things were just like mind blowing. And so my desire was that when you came home everything was normal for you and that i think is a fine sentiment to have and i think for some people that might work and in some situations that might work but i think there are times in life where fuck normal normal's (laughs) normal is too much and over what is normal anyway yeah. yeah um and i and i do remember that we never called it a pause but we it was definitely a and again, it was not a full stop. There's no DS. No, you because, were still daddy. I was still baby yeah. girl. But what what I needed, because I was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. with, with everything I was doing for my sister at that time, between mm-hmm. making sure she got groceries, making sure, you know, she got to appointments, making sure she had medications, the, you know, um, all, all this stuff that I was doing. For me to try and, and continue RDS, it it was just like the this to me it was like the straw that broke the camel's back, mm-hmm. and and I needed some relief 
somewhere mm-hmm. to step back from something. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I did. But what you did, you kept serving. Mm-hmm. Even though I was not like, you know, looking at that you were doing specific tasks and following certain rules. Yeah, and you were not like keeping that. up with any of that. <laughs> I, 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 I was not keeping up with any of that at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew, you know, it, it wasn't something that just happened. I told you, I said, look. I was I, there I, for it. Right. Yeah. And, but yet you kept, you know, when, when I did come home, you made sure I had a, a you know, a nice drink. You, you, you were doing things, making sure the bed was ready. Yeah, I mean, it it helped that a lot of our power exchange was very daily routine activity oriented. That there, it was not just about the fuckery because, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, there was not a lot of fuckery at that time. Um, And so, if if our power exchange was solely in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. that would have been rough because there, that would have just stopped. I I mean, I just don't think know how you would have been able to maintain that. But most of our power exchange was in our daily activities. And yes, as a, this was a time being a service submissive really, really came in handy. Yeah. Because what you needed, like you said, and you made it very clear, you needed less to worry about, less to think about, a little less responsibility. You needed one spot in your life where you didn't have to be in charge for just a little bit. Right. That did not mean that in my mind, you were not still in charge. And I don't remember ever having that thought of, oh, he'll never notice if I don't do this, and then deciding I'd slack off. What I do remember thinking is, these are things I do to make your life easier. Having your lunch ready before you go to work, mm-hmm. doing your coffee pot at night, having your coffee ready in the morning, like those, getting the bed ready at night, those things are things you want me to do, the things I'm happy to do. They, in some ways, make our life easy. But at that time, a lot of those things were directly impacting you and and what that did for me at that time was it gave me that little sense of normalcy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that yeah not everything's screwed up in the world right and that was what i wanted this little piece of sanity (laughs) right and it allowed me to take care of you yeah i do think i remember maybe asking okay you don't want that you want me to to just decide okay mm-hmm. fine is every you want me to keep doing everything else and i think i might have asked that question i think you might have gone yeah yeah that's fine um and so then when i did have to make decisions i, I did a couple of things one i tried to go with what is he usually go with like Mm. what do you want to drink tonight for dinner okay what does he usually go with okay we'll go with that that's a safe bet um or um what would make your life easier i mean i sometimes i really like being a service submissive because if i'm really in tuned with taking care of you in that way and serving your needs both explicitly stated and also sometimes intuited we did a whole episode on that about that why that doesn't always work (laughs) but in this case it did work then i actually felt empowered to do more because my whole thing was to make things more seamless for you at home so you could focus on what you needed to focus on elsewhere um do you remember when we got back to the you being definitely the big d energy again yes i do Okay, because it's fuzzy to me right now. Um, even after she died, mm-hmm. um, things did not go back to normal. No, right away. no. Um, 
and they they kind of lingered on for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what ended up happening the the catalyst, mm-hmm. how to say it was, you said to me one night. Um, Let's go to the club. Let's go to the dungeon. Mm. And I said, yeah, yeah, let's go. And took the toy bag. We ended up doing a scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually was the one that safe worded out of the scene. Oh, yeah. God, my memory sucks because I remember that moment, but I didn't remember the timing Mm -hmm. of that moment. Okay. Because I, I could feel myself starting to lose control out of my rage. Sure. Sure. And I remember cuz I said I consent. You put if you stay within my boundaries, mm-hmm. go as far as you need to go cuz I yeah. knew you had that rage in there. Of course you did. Yeah. Death of a family member, insanity from your family. <laughs> I mean, they just a toxic family will just show how toxic they are in yeah. times of great stress. <laughs> and even I was over there going, okay, look, my family yeah. has adopted you. I mean, we, we're we wild, but <laughs> the one thing we're not is we're not toxic. So you <laughs> come over here and we'll just, mm-hmm. let's get you away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, so. the rate I understand, I could feel that rage and I actually, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a wise thing or not. I might <laughs> live to regret it if you were a different person. I was, I was willing to be a conduit of that. Yeah. If it could help you relieve some of that tension. One, because I still trusted you to stay within my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Or if I safe worded out, I yeah. trusted you to accept that. But I, that was a moment of, you know, great masochism. <laughs> and also great was, service. Yeah. I mean, I was like <laughs> splayed out. I can't remember what we played on that night. And I was like. Do your worst. Take it as far as you mm-hmm. want to take it. And you, in my opinion, stopped well before what I could take. Like, you hadn't even yeah. really tapped into it. And I pushed back a little bit later. I think after our clothes were back on and we had left. Was, mm. I pushed back and said, wait, I was okay with that. I understood what I was getting into. And you were still like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't going there. Which I appreciate. I mm-hmm. might have regretted that. Yeah. <laughs> I regretted agreeing to that. I don't know. But, but that, that moment is what opened the door back up for me. Yeah. 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 And I, again, a lot of that's fuzzy now. And I think truly it's because who, the one thing I wasn't bringing to you was a lot of decision making, Mm -hmm. but I still conferred with you. Like if I needed to make my own decision, I still came and talked to you. You still came and talked to me and and kept me in the loop and and of what was going on. And I just sort of, I stopped those conversations at the point of what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Which is where I usually take them and I take them now. But in that that time space, while I still knew what was going on, I did not have to worry about making the decisions. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's why to me it all blends together because there was no... There was a clear kind of pause when you said that, Mm -hmm. but the starting back up is, yeah, that's a great place to bookend it with that trip to the club because behaviorally, most of my things never changed, except there came a point where I actually could, I could finish the thought and say, here's the things, Mm -hmm. and also what do you think? Um, But the way we interacted, other than that, other than you were not actively making decisions, which... 
to some, that might be a really big part of their power exchange. And that would be really <laughs> obvious. But it was right. like, no, I'm a pretty autonomous submissive. You tell me what your expectation is and what the yeah. goal is. And you just let me go and do it most, mm -hmm. most of the time. So I never didn't feel submissive, especially in that case. And we've used that example when we've talked about what to do when vanilla life kind of gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And and as a, a submissive, how can you still f have that headspace? Well, I got to live in that headspace because everything I did was in service of you. Right. The thing that it was short-lived enough, it never really, I don't remember it affecting me, but I think could if it went on longer term, yeah. which is it is very difficult to serve without the without a reciprocal of whatever it is you need. Mm -hmm. And you were always appreciative of what I was doing, but I was serving without getting also the benefit of the leadership. And mm -hmm. I think that's something to keep in mind that if something like that has to, I don't think that can just go on forever and ever without there being a give and take. And if you are in a situation out there and you've, your dominant has needed to pause maybe on the responsibility or the decision-making and you're still moving forward with what you do because you can do that independent of the dom saying yes or no, like you've got the approval mm -hmm. to just do your thing. I think that that is a really easy way to empty yourself and you have to find a way to refill and to rejuvenate yourself. Hopefully with your dominant it won't last very long and you know, y'all get back yeah. to your whatever your normal is. But also just be aware of that, that you can in any situation, even when you know this is an extenuating circumstance, my partner's gone through hell right now. I'm doing this because this is I have my reasons, this makes their life easier, I'm it's one less stress, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Even if all of your reasons are sound and good and you believe in them and you believe in what you're doing, you can get to a point where you have less to give, where it is harder to give and give and give because when you're not receiving what you would normally receive. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is um, definitely something to be mindful of. Is it something I would have pointed out to you on day one? No, no, I would not. You were going through hell and I was aware <laughs> you were going through hell. I would have waited till I hit my breaking point. I would have yeah. waited until I was burnt out from being a service submissive. I think burnout can occur in mm -hmm. uh, power exchange. I've got a book to read on burnout that's been on my shelf for over like a year. Hmm. Once I read it, I want us to do a conversation on burnout and power exchange, but we're not there yet. But I do think <laughs> that can occur. Um, yeah. And so if I had gotten to that point, then I would have said, okay, something has to give, mm -hmm. what, you know, what can we do? I think that would be a point yeah. to, to bring it up. But, you know, th those were two examples for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people take breaks from, from DS, from power exchange for many different reasons, yep. you know, all of which is, is, you know, pretty uh, personal. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I have known both big D's and, and little S's, um, some that I've known on FetLife for years, um, they've put their account on hold, they've stepped back from the lifestyle, and, and they've stayed away for several years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on, on either aspect, most, not, not all, not everybody, but most of them have come back mm -hmm. and where they were at one time floundering and, and trying to figure out where they fit and how they fit. For them, that time away, stepping back completely, 
was a time that they used for personal introspection, time for learning, mm -hmm. growing, and they came back with a better understanding of themselves, mm -hmm. um, where they fit in the lifestyle, what they wanted mm -hmm. from the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so there's so many different reasons behind stepping back sometimes and taking a pause. And I think I agree with you completely. And I think there's so many different ways to pause. Mm -hmm. So most of the people that I talk to about these things or the message and go, you know, we're on a break or whatever. It's kind of like a breakup. Like maybe they're even still married or living together, but the DS is just completely done. And in other cases like ours, the dynamic lives on. It's just some of the elements of the mm -hmm. dynamic need to stop. There's no single right way. And, you know, if you call it a break and somebody else will call it a pause or you call it a pause and somebody else call it a break, that's fine. Hmm. Um, it's just about interrupting your normal routine of what you do for some amount of time, um, indeterminate or not, um, to maybe reset, to think about what you want, to get through a stressful time in life. Uh, I would say that for long-term relationships, the something stressful is going on, will probably be the biggest reason for a pause. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the best thing you can do for yourself is to talk about it the moment you think maybe this is what you need. I think it's probably pretty normal air quote around that word, <laughs> uh, natural maybe, to be scared of a pause because many of us have had experiences where we're like, I'm gonna stop doing this thing for five minutes and then we never fucking did it again. And your power exchange, you know, if it's meaningful to you, that's probably not what you want to happen. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would say is if you, if that's what you don't want to happen, in some ways it doesn't have to. The difference is, is you're, working with two different people's perspectives. So you might think we need to pause. I'm afraid to pause because I don't want it to go away, but I definitely don't want it to go away. So this pause will be just a pause. And your partner might go, yeah, 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 fine. That's a pause. And then they're not the ones, they end up being the ones who don't mm -hmm. want to get back into it. And so in a sense, in that relationship, yes, power exchange could go away forever, but power exchange yeah. does not have to go away forever but, just because you go you know, and pause. Well, then there, there again too, I've known, you know, couples who one, partner for for one reason or another decides look i i don't want to do this anymore i can't do this anymore mm -hmm. um i i still love you i still care about you i want to be with you but you can go out and find somebody to f help fulfill mm -hmm. that side of you for what you need and some people will allow that and some yeah. people will some not. people will not and it's not for that that is not for everybody no and, and that this is the the thing that many kinky people have to contend with at some point in life, you want to live a kink life, a life with power exchange, and you have a partner who does not, there has to be a way for you to reconcile that. And there's no right answer there either. Mm -mm. Uh, that's a whole other topic, yeah. but the choices, <laughs> you know, don't have the kinky life, stay with the partner dump the partner, get the kinky life, mm -hmm. Some something in the middle, maybe an open relationship, who knows. Um, but a pause does not automatically mean forever. And I think a lot of people push through relationships and power exchange 
at times when they might have been better off with a pause because they're afraid that if they stop, they won't start up again. The thing that I think would be more common is that when you start back up again, the relationship has changed in some way and change can be scary on its own as well. Um, Again, that comes down to a very personal decision yeah. of is the pause worth it if it means everything is inherently different when you come back to it. Different does not always mean bad. It might right. be exactly what you needed, but that's something to consider as well. Right. I mean, f- for us, when, you know, our, our first time after the move and, and we were together after long distance, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, it was a change. Mm-hmm. I look at it as, as an evolution, mm-hmm. an evolution that is still going on today. And I think that's the thing. Don't be a, don't be so scared of the evolution of your power exchange that you won't put it on pause. Mm-hmm. Pause might be the catalyst you need for the evolution. Right. If the evolution makes either your power exchange better yeah. or you individually better as a kinkster, then it is worth it even if it is painful. Yeah. I mean, there, there were things... <laughs> We could almost say we took some like mini pauses mm-hmm. here and there. Um, you know, let's face it, a, a very, even though we worked very hard towards getting our condo on the market for sale, mm-hmm. um, put, getting that prepared, you know, doing the final little touch ups and, and, and fixes that needed to be done, getting it on the market, looking for a rental in a new city trying to work out how we were going to get our stuff moved up here. You know, that too was a very stressful time for us. And to a certain extent, we stepped back a little bit, mm-mm, but mm-mm, not... Mm-mm. I think that's a blind spot of being a dominant. And here's what I'm going to tell you, you think that. so? I do. And it's... Our activities shifted. There were a lot of things we couldn't do because we just damn well didn't have time. Yeah. Here's what I need you to, to recognize. Okay. In every single decision that had to be made, in every single task that had to be completed on that list, mm-hmm. even when I was coming to you with solutions, you were always the decider. There was not a single decision made from deciding to mm. move in the first place to getting moved to getting hmm. where we are now where we purchase things where I maybe I did the research maybe I led that charge because I had the experience but at the end of the day when a decision had to be made I came to you and said here's the information here's what here's where I'm leaning but here are your options what do you want and the only time I might have ever argued my point and I don't even remember arguing my point (laughs) (laughs) is if I thought there was a better way to get the same thing done mm-hmm. even then. And I'll tell you why this, I think, is a blind spot. I have, okay. I'm going somewhere. All right. All right. And even then, I deferred to you always. If you mm. said we were going to do it this way and I couldn't point to a clear reason why I thought we shouldn't, mm-hmm. I went, okay, we'll do it this way. One, because I trust you. Two, harmony. And I don't like conflict. And here's how I know that that was... That was a thing that was happening and we never paused because I was certainly in submissive mode the whole time. One of the first arguments we had after our initial move, our, we rarely argue, but they occur and they occur when we're overly stressed and they usually occur about money. I don't even remember what we were arguing about. I believe it was about money. I remember sitting in your vehicle in a parking lot here in town and you being 
frustrated with me and me lashing out, when do I get what I want? Which if we haven't had that conversation could be a whole conversation because <laughs> that's a thing that can happen with submissives. Because I knew every decision that we had made all the way through, I had deferred to you. Now most 95% of the time, it was what I wanted to, it didn't matter, we were on the same page. Mm -hmm. But when I bend my will to you mm -hmm. and you take on that decision, we are, in my mind, fully in our power exchange. All the trappings, all the little routine stuff that sometimes does have to have a pause. Yeah, 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 that, that part might pause. But the times you've talked about us actually pausing our mm, DS, okay. that the first time when it really was the actions, we weren't making a lot of decisions where I was deferring to you. So that element of it wasn't there as strongly as it became over time. We were still firmly in the um, ask permission for things, do the things you're told to do. Um, kind, not strict protocol, not high protocol, but there was a protocol to it. So when we put that on pause, I wasn't asking you for permission to do things in the way I don't have to ask permission now. Yeah. We stopped doing that. So I wasn't coming to you all the time with, hey, here's the thing. We hadn't evolved to that point in our relationship, mm -hmm. but five years on or whatever it was, we had. That's how our power exchange flows most of the time. Okay. So for the doms out there. <laughs> I think it is easy to think that you're not doing DS because you don't have a lot of the activities that you're used to having. But if you've got a submissive partner who is deferring to you and coming to you for decisions and you're making those decisions. Okay, all right. I think the argument could be made. You're still fully in your power exchange. <laughs> oh my God, oh my gosh. Um. So, um, that, um, that is something to consider. So let me go back to okay. my notes here. So those are our experiences and our stories and our thoughts. And then I had some things that I kind of wanted us to maybe run down a little bit okay. that might help folks out there. So first of all, we talk about a pause and we said, you know, a pause, some one person's pause might be another person's complete break mm -hmm. and vice versa. I do think that if the idea of a pause really gives you pause, I had to do it. I had to do it. You've been hanging around me too long. No pun daddy. <laughs> um, but sometimes you can just lighten the load, right? Like have the conversation. First of all, if one of you is like, maybe we need to put this on pause. There's some stuff going on. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't think I can keep up. Whatever, whatever, whatever. You ought to have the conversation. I think the very first step mm -hmm. of anything that you're going to do in any power exchange relationship is a conversation Absolutely. and including, I think maybe we should have a pause. Thinking that maybe you might maybe one day have a pause is not the same as pausing right this second. So don't mm -hmm. be afraid to just have the conversation. In the conversation, one, talk about why you feel like maybe what you need is a pause. Is it, we just changed jobs and moved three cities over and life is chaotic right now and I can't fucking keep up. You know what? I mean, I, say Kayla said that maybe that's worth a pause. Um, it could just be, it's the time of a plague and I'm overwhelmed. I think that's perfectly good reason for a pause. But if you can articulate why, then do so. Sometimes you can't articulate why, you just know something doesn't feel right and that's mm -hmm. fine. Um, but I also think that sometimes you don't have to do a complete pause. Maybe what you can do is lighten the load, okay? In the second time, we lightened your load and I kept True. trucking. 
And because it worked for both of us, and mm -hmm. you were fine with me continuing to do the things I did, and I had yeah. not burnt the fuck out yet, we could keep doing it, and it felt like a pause. And in some yeah. ways, it was. There was no decision maker, which was weird. Um, but we we still, as a submissive, I, I felt fulfilled for most of that. Mm -hmm. I was fine. I could handle it. Because I understood. I understood it was really short term. And, it and was that situational. Was, and, and I was going to say, that, that was the thing. You know, unlike the first time right. where we talked about, yeah, we need to, mm -hmm. you know, both of us put this on pause – um, the second time it was me that needed the pause and not right. us, so to speak. And it wasn't, that time wasn't as drastic and neither time was drastic, but it wasn't mm -hmm. as drastic a pause as the first time. So realize you can be flexible with that. It could be that there's just one part of your power exchange that is maybe overwhelming or is not fitting in with the life you're living right now. Can you both mutually agree that that one thing can go on pause for all and maybe everything else will be fine? And quite frankly, I would recommend starting there if it's just sort of a, a, a building kind of thing and you're it's sort of nebulous to you, start with small things. Just like when you get into kink, start with small things. Well, when you want to slow things down, start small and then build from there if you need to. Mm -hmm. You might find it's that whole don't throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> you might not have to. You might be able to be really subtle about it and just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um the other thing is, while you're on that pause, however that manifests for you, um, if you can, and this is harder if you're on a pause because life has gone weird and chaotic for you, think, pay attention to what you're figuring out and learning. So let me give you some examples. If you paused a certain element of your power exchange, maybe it was uh, a certain position you had to hold every day. Maybe it was being asked to make certain types of decisions, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid if what you feel is a sense of relief. <laughs> so you might feel a sense of relief because it's just a break from the norm. And sometimes we need that. You might feel a sense of relief because you've been going through those motions and doing it because it was habit and routine and you agreed to it like 10 years ago and it doesn't fit anymore. Um, you might also miss it desperately. And that might uh, reiterate to you that this is exactly the kind of thing you should be doing, even though you understand why you're taking a break right now. So however it mm -hmm. makes you feel and make in the thoughts that come to mind and how you sort of internalize that side of the pause, whatever that means, Pay attention to that because it's information. It's information that will help you decide how do we move forward from this pause. Mm -hmm. um, that could be, okay, I'm ready to not be paused anymore, but I really don't want to do that thing anymore. Can we adjust that? Can we adapt that? Yeah. Or I realized that of all this stuff we paused, the only thing I missed was that one thing. Can we go all in on that one thing? Um, and it allows you to maybe jumpstart a conversation for an evolution in your power exchange. Um, the other thing... Um, I wanted to make sure we touched on because this is where the original idea for this came from. Somebody asked the question of, okay, I'm in ethical uh, non-monogamy. I've got a couple of partners. I'm in different power exchanges with these different partners. I've paused over here because there's stuff going on, but I'm not pausing over here and it's bringing up feelings. Like how do I handle the mm. feelings this is bringing up? And I don't have good answers, I'm gonna fall back on the answer I always give. Yeah. You've got to keep those lines of communication open. 
because if you are having feelings about the fact that you had to pause here and you're not pausing there, or you're the partner who's on a pause and you're watching your other partner continue a power exchange. And if it brings up jealousy, envy, insecurity, fear, all of those things are just other versions of fear anyway. If you don't talk about it and you try to repress it and you try to tell yourself, it doesn't matter, I'm just being, you know, I'm being ridiculous. That's blah, not blah, gonna. Blah. That's not gonna end well. What no. you push down will come out in another way, as yep. my therapist taught me, because I repress everything. Hi, It'll thanks. fester. It'll fester, and it's gonna explode. And it's gonna explode most of the time in a way that doesn't seem to fit the situation where it exploded. <laughs> like in a way it, that's not healthy. That as well. Yeah. Like you're gonna get mad about something in a parking lot while you're in a car about something about spending ten dollars on a thing when really what you're annoyed at is that you'd like to get your way sometimes. I mean, you know, you know, just, it happens. Yeah. Ask me how I know. Um, so I don't have good answers for that. I think that whatever you feel is valid. I mm -hmm. think that how you handle how you feel is what's yes. uh, transformative. It's what either helps that relationship stay together or tears it apart. Um, so don't be afraid to talk about that. Don't, can I just say, don't be afraid to say to a partner that's supposed to be this partner you like have some level of bond and feelings for. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm feeling away right now and I don't know what to do about those feelings, but it, this is this is where my head is at. I'm not expecting you to fix it. I just, I just need to like say this thing out loud because what you don't realize is your partner might have similar feelings, might have thoughts about it, mm -hmm. might have a way of looking at it and approaching it that you don't, and they can lend you that kind of information. Yeah. And then you have you have a place to go from there. But if you never say anything and you just push it down and go, I shouldn't feel this way, I should, you start shouldn't all over yourself. <laughs> uh, it's not, by the time it resolves itself, it's gonna resolve itself in probably the messiest way possible that is a lot more heartache than you, than it needed to be. Um, and repressing those very important thoughts and feelings can kill the relationship. Like you're over here worried that the pause is gonna kill the relationship. And it's you not talking about how you feel about the pause that could kill the relationship. Yeah. So I mean, there are times there, there are times the pause is needed. Many times the yeah. pause is needed. Yeah. And and that's okay. You know, the the pause itself is is like you say, is is not what's gonna kill the deal. Um you know, it's sometimes it's a turns out to be a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. And for us, the first one allowed us our relationship to evolve. Mm -hmm. The second one, I think, I don't really remember it doing anything for the relationship, but I do think it did stuff for us on individual levels. Yeah. Um, one, I realized weirdly that yes, I need you to be my dominant in order to feel my most submissive self. But mm -hmm. I actually do better as a submissive if you just tell me what you want and leave me to fucking do it. <laughs> I thrive there as a submissive to the point that when we do get into those moments of you wanting me to ask permission and you wanting it to be uh, a little bit more, um, there's a word, words are hard today. Um, I don't wanna say strict, but just, um, there's a word. Mm, can't mm. think of, yeah. Maybe restrictive. We'll call it restrictive. Okay. That's not the word I want, but I've lost the That's... word. Um, when you want it that way, mm -hmm. I find that very strange. Ah. And in for 
small amounts of time, I can play along with it because it's like, oh, we're going into fuckery. And oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. stand this way, undress. Okay. (laughs) But when that gets pulled out in the middle of my day now, I'm like, huh? That's not how we do this around here. (laughs) Uh, And I I got to learn that about myself in our second break. The first break allowed us to completely change. We ended up not doing half of what was on our list from the the ideas we had when we first moved in together. We started out slower, found what did work, Mm -hmm. chucked the rest. Uh, and that second time, it yeah, I got I gained a new underst- a better understanding of who I am. So, the pause is not just sometimes practical. Like acknowledge as much as I think some of us hate to acknowledge that vanilla life will like get in the way of your power oh, exchange. Yeah, uh, there you are not failing at power exchange if the vanilla world fucks you up. Okay, <laughs> you are not. That is not it has a failing a on your part. To do that. that is just the way of things. Yeah. So. Um, acknowledge that, let, use the pause for what you need the pause for, but then go ahead and embrace what you might learn from it. Mm -hmm. Because it truly, it might just, if, if all it does is remind you how much you enjoy that stuff and how much you really want this thing that's interfering in your life to go away so you can get back to it. That's good information to have. That means, Hey, maybe we're on the right path and we're doing the right Mm -hmm. thing. And if I had any doubts, I have fewer doubts now. And, and like some of the people I've known, you know, their, their pause had resulted in a, um, a depth of introspection uh, personal growth and and a more of an understanding of what they need and want out of mm-hmm. out of things, mm-hmm. you know, wh- exactly. which is not not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't fear the pause. Uh, talk about the pause. Yeah. Somebody asked in the live stream chat, "What if it's sudden?" Well, if it's sudden, it's sudden, and then the moment you've gathered yourself and your thoughts and your emotions, it's time for a conversation. Yeah. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we doing this? Not why in the accusatory way, like, why are you doing this? But yeah. like, okay, what is the purpose of this pause? What right. What is interfering? What's going on mm-hmm. with the other person? Maybe they called a pause. Why are it, Why are we at this moment of space and time? And what are we going to do moment? about it? Yeah. And how do we want to handle it? How do we proceed? There's, it's, it's almost never too late ever for a conversation. Things happen mm-hmm. suddenly. Sometimes, hey, I'm a planner. I'm a planner for a lot of reasons. Uh, generalized anxiety being only mm-hmm. one of them. Um, so... The best plans you make will get fucked all the time. Best laid plans of mice and men? Sure, whatever. Uh, And so life is going to, pardon the cliche, come at you fast. (laughs) And you got to be able to pivot. Um, You're coughing and I'm itching. Sorry. Uh, And so regroup Mm. as quickly as you can. Be realistic about that. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of emotions involved. Sometimes there's tragedy, and that's why everything is sudden. Mm-hmm. So quick as you can is not always immediate, but regroup. Have the hard conversation. Why did this happen? Where mm. do we go from here? What do we both want? You know, and move forward. Somebody else asked in the live stream, okay, we're talking about power exchange relationships that are like lifestyle kind of stuff. What about if it's in the bedroom? I can't really speak to that because if our entire power exchange was in the bedroom, I wouldn't have a power exchange right now because our bedroom situation is scattered at best. Um, but I think the rules always still apply. Uh, talk about why you're on the pause, what, you know, why you feel like it's needed. Um, do not pressure. We said this during our story time, but let me reiterate this. If you are not the one 
who asked for the pause, but you agreed to it, obviously. Do not pressure your partner about when the pause is going to be mm-hmm. over. Because depending on the situation, that might just give, make them be in a space where they need even longer. Like the pressure can can sometimes be the worst part of something. Like yeah. if you just let me exist and just let me get my thoughts together, I might do quicker and be done quicker and get there quicker than if you're nagging me every fucking day about when this thing is going to be I might be ranting at a 15-year-old who's asking about when he can drive next, but whatever. That's just a moment I had. Um, so don't put pressure on the partner yeah. who needed the pause. Be open to the conversation. Check in periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just understand why there's a pause. And yeah, if it's if you're bedroom only and you're on a pause, that's probably gonna suck, okay? Yeah. Uh, can it be a thing where you just lighten the load? Does it have to be a full pause? If it has to be a full pause, what alternatives do you have that you have mm-hmm. not used in the past? So I'm thinking of kinky fuckery. Uh, when our kinky fuckery and sex life took a fucking tank, your masturbation went through the roof. Yeah. And I support that. I help uh, support your sex toy habit and collection, <laughs> and I'm happy for it, okay? Um, and so that, if we were bedroom only, that would be your only way because we're in a plague and so yes you can have other partners but you can't go be with them right Mm -hmm. now so what can you do instead what alternatives do you have that you don't normally consider because you don't have to because you've got a willing partner in the bedroom but communication is always the key letting it take the time it needs to take is ideal if you if it works for both of you to try and put a time frame on it great but be careful of unnecessary pressure like if you've got this looming deadline and you're not ready, but now you're like, oh shit, I gotta go back and have the second conversation about how this deadline's not gonna work for me. That that you know that's important to do. Please do it, but also that could be difficult. So if it works for you, don't give yourself a deadline. Just yeah. kind of let it flow naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and pauses do are not always forever. And and Mm-mm. try not to panic. Yep. I think that's the other thing I would say. Okay. And make sure you have your towel. And the meaning of life is 42. Yeah. Um, I think that's it on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have a bonus section. Yeah. Because I had inappropriate laughter at the top of, of the recording and I need to explain. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Do you have anything else you want to say? I think we're good. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well. Okay. We're as good as we're ever going to be. We're going to be. Let's put it that way. All right. Okay. Okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets? With a smile like that, how could I resist? (laughs) I don't think we can call that a smile. A face like that? Awkward grimace for the podcast listeners. It was an awkward grimace. Go ahead and talk to the crickets. Hey, yeah, daddy. It's a little strange to be asking to talk to y'all because y'all don't know it. But I've been talking to y'all all fucking morning. And <laughs> Tayshu <laughs> gave me the word that I wanted. Thank you, structured. structured. That word yeah. I couldn't think of 10 minutes ago. Structured. God, words are hard. So, do we have an emoji of the week? Uh, I'm making one up now as we <laughs> as I say these words. And yes, and I'm sure there's a couple different versions in, in our emojis on our phones or whatever. Um, but whatever stands for like a watch, a clock, or time because we're pausing time. We're stopping time. We're not stopping time. Time, <laughs> time marches forward. Yeah. yeah. 
Regardless um, of what you say and do, it keeps going. So, um, yeah, uh, that's emoji of the week is whatever you have in your emojis that represents time or a clock. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Tace, you also suggested we call t- this week's bonus section aftercare. Yeah. I'm here for that. You know, work. on the video live stream, so podcast listeners, I'm sorry, you, you don't <laughs> know about this, but on the video live stream, uh, we start early, and that's the butt rub to get yeah. us warmed up. So, yeah, the bonus section is aftercare. I mean, we might need to start uh, renaming it. Yeah. I'm not afraid to rebrand. So, <laughs> uh, I feel like I've been talking to y'all all day, and I have, because we did our jobs right. We recorded a video. Let me say, we re recorded a video. video. Uh, <laughs> which is just annoying yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, and we recorded two, technically three, but I'll say two f- full mini podcast episodes that will start being released the week after this episode goes out. So this episode mm-hmm, goes out mm-hmm. on what? April 22nd? 23rd. What are days? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Sometime in the few days after that Friday, but before the following Friday, April 30th, uh, a mini podcast episode will go out on all major podcast apps. Yes. That is happening. Mm-hmm. So um, that's exciting. But we decided to batch record those, which if you're not familiar with that lingo, just means make a whole bunch at once. Um, we made two and we had a third that is audio from something else. So technically we made three, but we really didn't make three. We made two. Um, so we did that all today and then we came in to do this. Mm-hmm. So my throat hurts, but I'm like feeling energized. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Life is good. You've been doing a lot of talking today. I mean... I'm always doing a lot of talking, just some yeah. of it's to myself in my head. So this time I got to do it out loud. Um. So. I'll be right back. Okay, you go be right back. Silent Wing in the live stream has asked if maybe a makeup hangout. Well, I mean, we did have a hangout. We did have a hangout. I'm not hanging out. I mean, put it away if you are. Just don't come on camera with uh, with yourself hanging out. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't want to commit to anything. Um, I still haven't taken the break that I was supposed to take in first quarter and second quarter is not looking good. So I'm tired. So we'll we'll see. Um, what else? Uh, I think that was it. I just wanted to complain that I did a lot of talking today. Uh, I think that's where all my words went. I was struggling with words in this episode. I apologize. Um, what else? Lola is wonderful. She is currently sleeping on the love seat here in the office. Um, there was no howling today, so that's good. Uh, Onyx has recovered her Karen meow. I don't know if anybody remembers when we first got Onyx and she started getting comfortable, but before we got Lola and Ella... Uh, the timeline of that is we got Onyx on October 10th. We got Lola uh, in early November. We got Ella in late December. So early in this, when Onyx was an only child, um, <laughs> she started doing a purely Karen meow. A, I would like to speak to your manager meow. And today she got on the bed while I was trying not to get up 
and I was ignoring the fact that I needed to get out of the bed. And she came nose to nose with me and said in her best meow, I would like to speak to your manager. I'm hungry and there's no food here. And what are you going to do about it? And I went, oh, you're back. <laughs> and also I still didn't get up to feed her because that's not my job. I don't do that in the morning. So, um, yeah. Let's see what else. So, yeah, the fur babies are good. Mm-hmm. The actual children are good. The 15-year-old continues to practice his driving. Today was a little rough this morning when he drove to school. Some, he was a little heavy on that gas there, but that's okay. That's okay. He is also trying to do dual enrollment at the local do – they, do we still call them community colleges? I think so. At that. Yeah. Um, he had to do testing yesterday for that. So I got to sit in the car for an hour and a half and wait for him. Uh, I was like, I didn't plan this very well. I don't have any errands I need to do. But I did read, finish reading this month's Kinky Book Club book mm. while I was sitting in the car. So I'm on a college campus and there's actually a lot of high schoolers around because it's testing for dual enrollment. And he's going in and the moment he's like out of sight, I pull my book out. I had hit it in the glove compartment and I finished reading my erotic <laughs> anthology about spankings. I'm just saying. And I'm like, uh, I'm in I'm in the parking lot and there's people all around me. And there was um, a woman who uh, is at that stage apparently with her daughter. that They don't get along and they didn't get along in the parking lot right next to my car. And I was like, I don't think you want the whole world knowing your business like this, but okay. Mm-hmm. As I just sat there and read my smut. <laughs> so I did do that. <laughs> um, what have you got? I got nothing. I, I, I just get up every day and put one foot in front of the other. I mean, that's all we can really do. Yeah. When you're not overthinking the tech. Yeah. Been the, you've been overthinking the tech. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been making paddles. I've been making paddles. Um, we like it when you make paddles. Yep. Been been working a lot on that. Um, for those of you who, who are not in the Discord, um, my bike is in the shop. It'll be a week tomorrow that they picked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you haven't heard anything, have you? I have not heard anything. But, but we knew it was going to be a while. But this, right? this yeah. time, he told me to expect it to be there for some time. Um, they're going to properly um, clean the tank and the gas tank and reseal it. And hopefully fix the problem that never was resolved first the first time, time the from other the shop. other shop. Yeah. All right, okay, okay. And... Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little hopeful, more hopeful mm-hmm. right now with, with these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they were very upfront with me about w- w- the, what they were going to do, the process they were going to do, and you know what the amount of time that would take. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of happy about that, and I may get it. Hopefully, I don't know. Well, I, I saw the first love bug yesterday. So, you know, hopefully I can get it back before love bug season and get a ride or two in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um I've I've not been doing a lot. Um You had your second uh vaccine. Did get my second vaccine. And you did not have I, any I did not I did not have any any reaction to it, no. Other than mm-hmm. being very uh sore. Yeah. At where, you know, where I got the injection. Um, that was really about it. Um, no no side effects this time from it. I have my second one. Grateful. We're recording on Wednesday for podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. I have my second one tomorrow. Yeah. 
So, and then that will be done, and then we yep. can just wait impatiently for it to be the kid's turn. And then mm -hmm. I'll feel more comfortable about being fully in the world. I mean, I know let's, let's not, let's not yeah. get ourselves. I like being at home, but. Um, I've kind of, of late, been in this weird space, almost the best way to describe it, I feel like I'm in the doldrums. Well, and I feel like that's my fault. <laughs> because when you start getting your appointments for your vaccine, your mood just skyrocketed, just lifted. You were just, <laughs> whoo, cloud nine. And I, a killjoy, said, well, I'm very happy we are getting our vaccines, and this is good, and this is, I think, good for the world and mm -hmm. society, and blah, blah, blah. And I wish it was easier for everybody in every country to get vaccines. Yes, yes, yes. We're, this family is not fully like quote protected in the best way that a vaccine is ever going to do that until the children can get vaccinated. I said, so we we can't just be running around out there with no mask going and like standing in crowds and breathing on one another yet. Um, I said, we, we still need to take precautions. We still need to be mm. careful. And I felt your mood. Just, timing has never been a strong suit of mine. Um, and from that point on, like you have, like you are, you were just riding a high when you were thinking about your vaccine. And then I, an awful human being, brought you down. And you have been there ever since. all your fault it's on the phone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean yes we are open to doing more than we were pre-vaccination i'm not gonna to say deny that but they're still have to have to consider the kids i mean they yeah, just i know i know it is what it is and and the the 15 year old's coming home from school every day telling me that somebody else he knows is either home quarantining or has it like Whereas before we were barely hearing about it for different reasons. I'm yeah. not going to go into that. Now I'm hearing about it a lot from the schools and I'm like, Oh, okay, great. So yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm glad you love me because I can kill a mood in a heartbeat. Can I <laughs> see? <laughs> I have my moments where I can live in fanciful thinking and wishful thinking. I do. Anybody who's been around here a hot minute knows that, but most of the time I'm in, hardcore like not logic like i think my thinking is superior in the right thinking but i'm trying to think things through in an analytic way a logical way and then i ask questions that apparently just kill the mood <laughs> but i do it out of love <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I love you, and I'm glad you're fully vaccinated, mm -hmm. and I'm glad you didn't have any ill effects from the second shot. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, the I curious didn't. thing we have is I didn't have any bad effect from the first shot. Does this mean the second shot's going to kick my butt? We'll find out. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah, I've been doing some more rearranging in the garage. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, as your shop elf, I have taken it upon myself to go, <laughs> this is not very organized. We need to do something about this. <laughs> But it works to your benefit because then we go to like a home improvement store or a hardware store and you're like, ooh, I need this shelving unit. I need this mm -hmm, thing for my mm -hmm. garage slash shop. And I go, okay. So yeah, we have some of that to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to be very, I, either you're going to be very happy I'm your shop elf or you're going to really wish you had not made this bargain with the devil. Okay. 
I could always just put a gag in your mouth and send you out there to work. I mean, that's really sexy sounding. Sounding, because I know that I could wear the gag for about like 30 seconds and then it'd be too much. But I mean, there's something kind of sexy about it. Oh, no. I'd use the bit gag for you. Oh, that's super sexy. See? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, give you a visual. You have a shop apron Mm -hmm. that is rugged and, you know, those kind of greens and neutral tones and, and like looks like you're supposed to get it messy. And I was playing with unicorn spit and a couple other things. And I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to protect my clothes. And normally I don't care, but I was like, Man, maybe I should care. Looked around, I was like, I need my own apron, shop apron. I didn't have that, so I used my kitchen apron. And I felt I felt kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love a purple shop apron, rugged, like ready to withstand mm. whatever you throw at it, but purple, just to make it purple. But yeah, so yeah, so yeah. it, it kind of was a sight. To see, because she's wearing the the shop apron. No, the kitchen apron. Or the apron. kitchen apron, And it's got these, like, little, like, sayings on it, like, you're great, have fun, cook. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it says shit, I don't know. And, and you know, I, I, I'm sure it's this way most everywhere else. Um, long, long before um, any pandemic, you know, working with, with different finishes and some of this stuff, I always kept latex boxes of latex gloves around. Mm-hmm. They are hard to find. If you can hard, if you can find them, they are very expensive now. Yes. So trying to think up alternatives, mm-hmm. I ended up purchasing off of Amazon dishwashing gloves. Which is a great idea because they're reusable. Yeah, and, I can do, I can just pop them off and, and, and they actually reuse go them. further. Yeah. They go up all the way to your elbow. So here she is in her <laughs> kitchen apron. Um, you know, she's got these, the, the, gloves, the gloves on, you know, and she, you know, she's in the shop and she's just diving in and there's colors flying everywhere. There are. And, and then we finish <laughs> up when I was doing, cause it didn't take near as long as I thought it would. And I put my gloves away and I take my apron off. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we went and like grabbed some lunch or ran an errand or did something. And I'm looking down and somehow I still have color all over me. Now it is unicorn spit, which is water-based and it did wash out. It was yeah. fine. And I knew it was supposed to, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is this reminds me of when I was a kid and used to eat spaghetti with <laughs> sauce on it. Because in that scenario, I could get spaghetti sauce in my eyebrow, in my mm-hmm. ear, up like top of my head to my chest. And this was not that much different. It was just on, not on my hands because I had the gloves, but it was on my sleeves. It was on my feet. It was on my legs. I was like, how? How did I need a full body apron, mm-hmm. but make it purple? Uh <laughs> No, uh, I have gone down some serious YouTube rabbit holes with different ways you can play with unicorn spit and different ways you, you can have. pour resin. And I have added many things to my Amazon wish list of <laughs> supplies that I feel like we are going to need. Um, and I can't wait to play and I can't wait to show it off. And I really do think we might make a kinkery YouTube channel so that we can, because some of that stuff is just really cool to like yeah. watch happen, especially if you speed it the fuck up and nobody's talking and they're just showing you what's happening. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm embracing my shop elfness. You are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I mean, Ooh, could we keep me. talking? Yes, clearly we're capable of it. Yeah. Are we gonna? Mm, yeah, I think we should stop. Yeah. The dog is snoring in the background. Yeah, I'm curious. Is. is the mic picking that up? I don't know. <laughs> so that's 
it for us. Yeah. You have a lot of editing to do. I do. You have a lot of work to do. And I gotta go uh, chase kids here soon. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yep. So mm-hmm. we're going to go do those things mm-hmm. now. Uh, thanks for joining and yeah. listening Happy to have you. the podcast, watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're so glad you're here with us and we haven't completely scared mm-hmm. you away. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what we need to do. Take mm-hmm. you to uh, a rook and get you some overalls. Oh, God, I used to look so cute in overalls. <laughs> I mean, I look like a brick. Because once, <laughs> I mean, these curves are not like super curves anyway. And then you put the overalls on. But I used to rock some overalls. And uh, if Rural King will put some sassy saying on them, I'll yeah. more. I used to do short overalls. Co- coveralls might be another word if you're not American. Mm-hmm. I did the, the long pant one. Oh, yes. I think I did ones that was actually a skirt. It was a jean. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, okay. So. All right. Okay. We, uh, we're going to go because mm-hmm. your phone's ringing now. Uh, we right. will talk to you soon. Uh, bye. bye.